comment. Uh, you, when, when you speak, um, it's very garbled. So we can hear a lot of your words, but sometimes you completely cut out and it's hard to hear anything. Check there, check there, what about now? Yep. Perfect. Okay. So what about now? Is it clear now? That's it. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. So, yeah. So this was turned off here. Where are we? Yep. There it is. You can see it right there. That was turned off and I was being picked up in the speakers in the classroom. So thanks. Thanks for that, Alan. I didn't realize that. So what, what I did say, page 353, uh, page 353, um, I did not, I don't have an answer for you right now. But what this is going to do, this is going to set me on a quest to figure out why. In the Greek New Testament, in the Greek New Testament, it'll be really simple uh, because it won't, have a, it won't have a marker. Look over at the top of page 354. Look over at the top of page 354. Look down at the end of that, the, the end of the entry. Do you, see, do you see the line that begins with nuance? Do you see the line that begins with nuance? Nuance, brahu T, right? That doesn't have an accent marker over the T. That, that'll be really normal. That'll be really normal. Um, at the end of that, with with moderating nuance, a parkane tina. You see the tina right there, likewise does not have a marker. You see that, Alan? Yep, okay, good. That will be, here, where are we? I'm trying to look at you, but also so you can see me. That'll be really normal, right? That, that type of form without the marker, that will be really normal. Um, he also sent me an email and I wanted to raise this in class. Uh, we have the conjunction Hati. We have the conjunction Hati, but Hati was also what, uh, what marker? Uh, so as a conjunction, but it's also a pronoun, what type of pronoun? It'll be a neuter, neuter of hotis, right? Okay, neuter of hotis. So Alan asked the question, it was a really good question, how do we discern the difference, right? How do we tell the difference between hati as a conjunction and hati as a relative marker? It's gonna be a neuter so it has to refer back to a neuter antecedent. Because this is neuter, it has to refer back to or modify a neuter antecedent. Um, you will never be caught off guard with hati as a conjunction. You'll never be caught off guard with hati as a conjunction. It will perfectly split in half two clauses. It'll perfectly split in half two clauses. So hati as a conjunction will be really easy to, uh, to locate. Hati as a relative marker, you'll want to keep an eye out if the conjunction doesn't work. 
Okay, so if the conjunction doesn't work, then that's when I would say, go ahead and see if there's a neuter, a neuter noun or a neuter pronoun somewhere in the, in the close discourse or clause and let that be a modifier of um, uh, uh, in, 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 in the clause. Is that okay, Alan? Did that answer your question? Okay, that was a really good question. Hati? Yeah, Hati can do Hati can do a couple of things. Oop, oh, hold on one second. Go ahead and ask your question again. Go ahead. Yep, go ahead and ask your question again. Doesn't Hati start the discourse? Speech, for example. Yes, so, so there's there's a couple different functions for Hati. Hati as a conjunction either is a it's a it's a clause that 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 suggests a so that, but if there is a speaking verb after the speaking verb, it's an introduction of indirect discourse. So the moment you see a speaking verb let go, uh, be on the lookout for hati. Okay, good. All right, let's go ahead and jump in, to, or let me pray for us. Let me pray for us, and then we'll, um, I'll go ahead and stand over there by the board because I want to mark some items on there. Um, let me pray for us. Let me pray for us, and then we'll, we'll get started just by means of encouragement, right? Just by means of encouragement. Uh, answer this in yourself. How many hours did you spend how many hours did you spend? Randy, can you get her attention for me, please? Go ahead and just tap her on the head. The only reason why I'd ask that is because Randy does go to my church and my daughter knows Randy. You will turn it off. Look at me right here. You will turn it off. I need you to be quiet. Thank you. We're watching um, Fireman Sam. Yep. Sure, many of you would like to be watching Fireman Sam rather than learning Greek right now. Totally get it. Uh, as you were working with Greek this week, how many times did you study? Right? How many hours did you study? Let me ask this question: How often did you pray during your time of study? Right? Make this a spiritual exercise. Right? Only God can help you. Right? Only God can motivate you. And so spend time in prayer, spend time in prayer as you learn, as you learn Greek. Let's, let us pray. Let us ask for God's help. Um, but Lord, we give you thanks for this evening. We give you thanks for all things and ask, dear Lord, for help. Empower us by your spirit that we might know and understand the scriptures. It's in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. Who wants to start us off? Verse 1. Go for it. Try it one more time. Try it one more time. Paulos. Good. Christ is the 
Best show, good. So a couple of things here. I want to try to. I want to uh, uh, identify. I want to identify a number of items for us. Palas apostolos. Those two items are in what case? Nominative. They're both in the nominative. Why nominative followed by another nominative? mentioned it a couple of times while Decker hasn't talked about it. Uh, the, the, the first nominative, I'm just going to put an H right here. It's the head noun. It's the head nominative. It's the main one. Then the following one, APP. It's an apposition or an appositive. It's an appositive. So when one nominative appears followed by another nominative, it's further describing, further renaming, functioning like an appositive. What did we just do right now? This is called exegesis, what we just did. Paul, further described like a apostle. Okay. You wouldn't translate it like that. I, I'm trying to add further words to help us understand the function. Good. Uh, go ahead and provide further trans. Go ahead. Sam. I was going to say when you have like uh, two nouns that are in another case, um, like the data or the genitive, do we use the same terminology? No. What, uh, when you use a genitive, yes. Uh, so you'll you'll do something like this. You'll do head noun, uh, and then you'll do something like that. Genitive. Head noun genitive. Genitival noun. When it's a string. <laughs> we doing okay? We doing all right? We doing all right? Alan and Mandy, can you hear me? Okay, just making sure. Just. Oh man, we got a we got a good tech in here. Man, this is like tech 2.0. This is great. Okay, go to finish the translation. Palas apostolas, Paul an apostle, of, because it's a genitive, of Christ Jesus, okay? Dia thelmatos, dia thelmatos. What are the functions of dia with a genitive? Open it up. Open up Decker. Get Decker open. You're gonna, these prepositions are gonna be the bane of your life. What is dia plus a genitive? 
Someone find it in Danker. 167 in, in Decker. Someone find it in Denker as well. Go ahead and read the full, full thing in Denker. Give us the page number. Eight. Yeah. Page 88 in Denker. Uh, Mandy and Alan, are you there? Okay, go for it. The uh, basic sense through, through the genitive, uh, eight place, so the mark 930, one, read the Read the bold. Through is the bold. It's through the only option it gives you. In bold. Okay, that's B. fine. B. Yeah. What is B? B. So B appears to also be with the genitive. Yes. Temporal use of duration. Yes. During. So I was getting that. So you have two different uh, translation options. Is Ephesians, is Paul right here trying to communicate a spatial through, or is he trying to identify a temporal idea? Go ahead and read the text. What do we think? So, Paul, an apostle, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, during the will of God, through the will of God. It's going to be through. Okay, through the will of God. Keep going. Yeah. An article, an article that modifies an adjective to the ones who are sanctified or to the ones who are holy. We then can probably simplify that down to the saints. Okay, keep going. Tois usin. We've yet to learn this uh, in a participial form. This is the participle of a me. A me, to be. To the saints, to the ones being. Where are they? Ephesus. So, who has a USB? I have an NA. I have an NA28. Who has a USB? Show me yours. That one actually might be it. Uh, no, uh, no, that's a Nestle alarm. Uh, no, everyone in here, what do you have? Good. Okay. Well, good for you. Good for everybody. That is a UBS, but it doesn't have any text critical markings. Uh, does everyone see how in FSO is in brackets? in brackets. That's a text-critical item. Anyone want to write a text-critical project? This is wholly debated. NFSO is not in the earliest manuscripts. Okay, keep rolling. Keep rolling. And 
Okay, TSKS. Article. Article substantive. Chi substantive. This is going to be really normal. Article substantive, chi substantive. The something and something. Oops. Toys. Agiois, dot, 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 chi, what? Pistois. This article, this article right here, modifies both. To the saints and faithful ones who are in Ephesus. Okay, keep rolling. So we could probably do to the saints in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. See how that works? Yep. Okay. That's okay. So that's keeping the word order a little tighter, more, more word for word. This is pretty, you know, what I just did, yes. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. it's taking the article and yes. bringing it on to faithful. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. We will get into rules in uh, uh, Greek too. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you stick this out, your exegesis is gonna, is gonna be really sharp. Because I all- I won't allow you to get out of Greek too. I won't let you, I'll lock the door until you learn how to ask function questions, right? We, we'll keep talking about this. Remember, grammar is not exegesis. To translate is not exegesis. Asking what is the function, that's exegesis. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's where we're headed. This is, like the un, this is like the necessary difficult hoop jump to get to the good stuff. Okay, keep rolling. Verse 2. Grace to you. Grace to you. Is that to you or is to you all? To you all. Okay, to you all. And... And peace. Okay. Look this up in Danker. Open up Danker. Look up Appa. Danker, look up Appa. Goodness, this is so fun. <laughs> this is the fun stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Sandy. I do have a question, and if you come back to it. Yep. But um, when it says, Paris, um, the Paris, uh, yes. How do you know that's Paris 2? Super is 2. There's a noun in the pronoun. Why do we need to Yep, it's a data. I'll, I'll answer that oh. here in a second. Yep, I'll answer that here in a second. Uh, Appa, what's the page for Appa? 44. Page 44. Page 44. Page 44. We're in Danker. We're in Danker. Page 44. Someone read for us, Appa. 
of place or position at the point of origin. So that's A. B. After Revelation 14:20, B of a person as source. C. Which of the two? Uh, A, B, C, D. First D. As a temporal marker. Since. Oppo can have the idea of since. E. Causal marker. A, B, C. Where's the D? Or A, B, C, D. E. Where's the F? Beginning of a series. There it is. Yep. And then G. Other usages. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna go out and ignore this. You can see that this is really flexible. That's like a huge drip pan, right? This is a really flexible uh, preposition. Uh, here's why uh, I wanna have you into the habit of reading uh, prepositions. Basil in the book on the Holy Spirit, this is fresh on my mind, Basil on the Holy Spirit does a full section of how prepositions affect the doctrine of the so fast. Basil on the Holy Spirit will have a full section on the use of prepositions as it, as it informs theology. Get into the habit. Get into the habit that when you see prepositions, go ahead and open up a lexicon and begin reading through the lexicon to see the elasticity that a preposition can uh, uh, include. Which one in our case do you feel like it's functioning as? Give, give us what letter? Apa A, Apa B, Apa C. Apa A. Apa A. I think it's A. Grace and peace. Uh, one quick question was asked. How did we know how to insert a two? You have a date, uh, you have a nominative. Nominative, genitive, dative, uh, accusative. With a genitive and a dative, you have helping English words. Genitive, what's our helping English word? Of. With our helping English word with the dative, what's our, what is it? To or in. Say that again. Yeah. Grace to you all, grace to you all, peace from what? Our God, the Father, not the Father of us. There it is. Say it again, Aaron. Not the Father of us. Yeah. From God, the Father of us. Smooth that out. Our Father, God, our God, the Father, our Father, God. Yeah, our Father, from God, our Father. Okay, so notice, uh, Appa. Goodness, I really need my handbook. I really need my uh, iPad. Appa. Uh, Appa. Atheu. Uh, patras. 
a moan. So this is a genotypal string. Where's the preposition? Appa. Where's the prepositional phrase? Technically, it would be just this. I, I would be fine with it as this. However, that is directly affecting Fayu. Appa is directly affecting Fayu. So in this case, Appa from God, just like we did in with the two nominatives back to back, guess what can also function in the genitive? Apposition. From God, comma, what? Our Father. You see how that see how that functions? Okay, I, I need to know. You gotta you have to tell me, is this helpful to be doing stuff like this? Okay, it's really good. I feel like this is so much fun. This is we're gonna do be we're gonna be doing tons of this in, in three two. Okay, still might be getting tough hung up on this, but I guess that's fine. Yeah. From verse two, the entire verse has no verb in it. Zero verb. Is that Normal, acceptable, yes, is and that, yes. Is there an implied verb that we throw in there in English? Or no, it's just a huge, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a typical greeting. Uh, often, do you see keteris right here? That's a noun. In classical Greek, you would see it as an infinitive. Kyrene, whom in? So, Koine Greek is spoken Greek from non natives. Welcome to the easy Greek breaks all sorts of rules. If you were a, if you were a Greek speaking native from the classical era, you would read the New Testament and be like, what is going on here? Here's, here, here would be an analogy. Here would be an analogy. You're a soldier who travels to Germany and then you stay in Germany and you are now a German speaker. You decide then to write the New Testament. Koine Greek, Koine Greek, we have to remember Hellenization. Alexander, uh, Greek-speaking world, decides to conquer all of Jerusalem down into North Africa and then moves a little bit uh, uh, westward up on the northern Asia Minor part. So here you have then the spreading of Greek culture everywhere. And so now non-natives are speaking Greek on a regular basis. You then have the upper social class and the philosophers that know classical Greek. And then you have the lowly plebs who are also speaking Greek. The New Testament is written in the vernacular Greek, the spoken Greek, not the university philosophy Greek. So it's going to break rules all the time. That's frustrating. <laughs> okay. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the TSKS? Every now and again, rather than a T, we'll see a preposition. Go ahead and reread that now, knowing what we know. From what? Appa. That's right. From Bayou. Kai Kiryu.
That's right. From God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Just to clarify, this is something we do in English as well, just grammatically, and it makes sense, like, like you just said, from God and the Lord, from God and from the Lord. Yeah. Okay. You see, I'm adding, I'm adding words. Right? Yeah. Right. It's just we're reading it, and we're trying to keep track of all these rules. Because this is in the genitive, the, the from, it's the same thing as that. You said from God our Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. It would still follow. It just doesn't make sense in English. Yes. I that's correct. Right. Yeah, that's correct. So we just switch it in English to say from God and from the Lord. From God and from the Lord. That's right. Okay, someone read verse three. Now we're gonna actually get into some hard <clears throat> some hard translation. Verse three. You Good, right there. Where's our primary verb? <laughs> Gay. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a noun. You log gay toss. You can see the genitive or the nominative ending on that. It's a third declension noun. Uh, it's an adjective. Ha theos. Uh, there are predicate relationships. There are, are attributive relationships. Attributive, attributive relationships makes this adjective an attribute of that. The blessed God. Predicate relationships add what verb? Predicate is. Blessed is the God. Amy is assumed here. Amy, Esten, falls out and is supplied all the time. Tons. Yep, go ahead and shake that head. Like, what the crap is going on? That's exactly right. The, yeah, hold on a second. When you have an article, and when you have an art, an arthrus, what's an arthrus? No article. When there's an anarthrus here, that's the subject. This is the predicate nominative. That's a hard and fast rule. Article substantive, a me with a, uh, uh, an adjective. Subject, predicate, nominative. Go ahead, question. Uh, so if there was no article, it would be blessed, uh, the blessed God. But if there, since there is an article, it's God. Uh, 
I skipped over because I, we were right in the middle of being really overwhelmed. There are six different forms and I skipped over it. If this had no article right here, it would merely be the, ble the, the blessed God. Because there's an article right here, it makes that the subject, this a predicate. If there was an article right here, it would be the blessed God. So the appearance and disappearance of the article change its meaning and its function. So it's what's called first attributive, second attributive, third attributive, fourth attributive, first predicate, second predicate position. So I don't want to overwhelm you. I'm not asking you to memorize this just yet. Okay. Okay. Blessed, it's probably this. Uh, the God is blessed. What do we see again? We see a TSKS. What's the TSKS? The God and Father is blessed. So let's just turn it into a passive because we would keep pushing off where the verb appears. Blessed be the God and Father. Go ahead, keep translating. Of the Lord of the Lord of us, of Jesus of Christ. What's the function of each of these terms? To cure you shows relationship to Pater. The Father of, of the Lord. Shows possession. Whose Lord? Our Lord. What do we then do with Yesu Christu? It's a genitive of apposition. Of our Lord, comma, Jesus Christ. Uh, ha you la gesas, it's a participle with an article. The one who blesses, keep going. Uh, us. The one who blesses us in, in all blessings. Yeah, in, in all blessings. Someone look up in, in Danker. Give us a page number in Danker. Please tell me it's shorter than. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Isn't this awesome? Oh my goodness. Oh, the Lord bless us and keep us. This is why you are supposed to pray. Right here. 126. Page 126, spilling over on 127. Let me kind of thumb through this because I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize a few different things here for in. Look at the first line. In gives us the Latin in. Preposition with the dative. Generally functioning as a marker of position within, but used to govern numerous other categories, such as means, agency, cause, and associated aspects. Frequently rendered with in, but with numerous other resources in English to express contextual nuances of in, at, on, among, near, with, by. So this one again is pretty flexible. So you now want to know which one is it. Uh, one, used to mark a specific location. 
Locate where's two. Where's two in this? Halfway down the page, uh, onto the, it is still halfway down the page. Yep, find Acts 1340, right to the right of that is number two. Used as a marker of state or circumstance. You see that? Where's number three? The line beginning in regard to. Yeah, good. You should, uh, you should be able to see 1 Peter 2, 12. Then you see a three used as a marker of means or agency. Then you have number four used as a marker with focus of connection. Number five used to mark causality or reason because of, on account of, you have six, you have seven, you have eight. Most likely this one is gonna land in number one, used to mark a specific location. So let's come back to Eph uh, Ephesus. Let's come back to Ephesians. The one blessing us, where? Is it in, ooh, probably not in, probably, probably look down at Denker, probably three, used as a marker of means or agency. The one blessing us with all or every blessing that's spiritual. So the one blessing us with every spiritual blessing. And now we have another N plus a dative. This one is probably gonna be location. Where? Uh-huh. Ooh, in the heavens, sometimes prepositions can be thrown to the front of words, and it just changes the meaning of the word. We'll keep this generically, heavens. In the heavens, and then you have another in, where? In Christ. So we see each other in different functions right there. You see three ends with two different functions. So if I could, here, I'm gonna, I'll answer this in a moment. If I can just throw the your direction. If you ever get stuck on what type of paper should I write for a Pauline theology course, a, a, a Theo 2, Theo 3 soteriology cor course, Pauline concepts of in Christo is a fabulous study. The concept of soteriology in Christu. Go ahead. If you could tell us which of the numbers here you would call the last n, which was in Christ. Look at Ephesians 
conclusion of that research paper of how it is right now. No, not at all, not at all. Okay, so we're gonna read a lot. We're gonna read a lot real quick. Uh, go all the way up to number one on page 126. Used to mark a specific location, do you see that? Notice when he enters into the discussion about increased stew. Used to mark a specific location, whether geographical or other, marked by in. Then you have the letter A. You have the desert, you have a boat, you have a temple. English idiom elicits on, such and such and such. Uh, you have the concept of within your hearing, similar of inward processes. Uh, the, uh, skipping two lines, practically equals ice in two. You see that? Used in connection with people viewed as a group. In, among, and then you have a full line right here. In related vein of close association, ordinarily marking spiritual relationships of supra-mundane entities or circumstances, stances. Abiding in Jesus, divine fullness, frequently of a close association with Jesus Christ and benefits associated with latter, within, equaling under the control, jurisdiction of, or in connection with. Does that answer your question? It, it, it a lot <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, the answer is oh, always. perfect, perfect. Okay. Yeah, one is far more complicated than Yeah. Uh, verse four, I'll read this for us and then we're going to take a quick breather. Okay. I'll read verse four for us. Kathos exelexato, hemas in auto pro or pra kataboles kosmu aine humas hagius kai amomus katenopion autu in agape. I'm going to come to that marker in a minute. Uh, go ahead and translate this. Kathos. Just as. Exe lexato, he chose. Chose us, Hamas, where? In him. Exe lexato is a middle. It's a middle voice. So we're going to jump into this here in a minute. He chose us for himself. Pra kata boles. Someone look up pra. Give us a page number. The two sentence answer is why the middle makes it. He chose us for himself. Middle e equals a focus of uh, its subject focus. He chose with a secondary emphasis on the subject. He chose us himself. Mm -hmm. That's right. I feel like he chose us. In translation, yes. In teaching, I would emphasize the middle. 
there's this conscious choice happening for himself. Okay, where's Prague? Give us a page number. 97. What page? 297. Prague, go to read this. This is a small one. Oh, Lord, thank you. Someone read it. A marker with genitive indicating precedence. First, A, so you have, we have three options here. A is spatially, uh, and the bold is, is like glosses, right? Ahead, yeah, that's right. Ahead or before. Good. B. B, early, earlier than or before. Good. C, C, in rank. Yep. So above all. Yep. So now come back to Ephesians 1, verse 4. Kata boles is in the genitive. It means foundation. Is it A, B, or C? B, temporally before the foundation of Vazmu. Ine is an infinitive. So we get to learn infinitives proper, but infinitives often can signify for the purpose of or for the result that. He chose us for himself. When? Before the foundation of the world. Why? For the purpose of what? That we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Yep, appearing before him in love. Okay, here's now a funny, you know, funny little trick. Do you see two markers, one after autu, one after agape? Where's the end of the sentence? So should it, should it read, uh, uh, for us to appear before him holy and blameless, or should it read, for us to appear, uh, or for us to be holy and blameless appearing before him in love? First one, Paul, no, 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 second one. Paul rarely begins a sentence with a preposition. So this in agape most likely finishes the sentence. Go ahead and open up your ESV. How does it, how does this, how is this punctuated? It's the other way. In love he predestined us. I don't think so. I'm not saying he doesn't love us in his predestining. It's that we ought to appear before him with love. So I think it's, I think this one's functioning uh, as a preceder, not as a modifier for how he's going to predestine us. Go ahead. Oh, the, the comma after fork, it's a, it's a clause divider. It merely divides the clause. Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing to read into there. I'm more talking about the two colons. 
you see the two colons? It's, it's giving you it's that even the Greek um, uh, uh, critical edition is marking the two options of where to put it. So, okay, maybe my punctuation is a little different, but I, I see, so in English terms, uh, I see a comma after three and a comma after four. Do you have something different? No, that's correct. Where's the colon? It's uh, right before, if you look at it, it's like a colon, superscript colon. That's what I have. Yeah. Superscript colon. Because I didn't right before the comma. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's just a footnote. And you don't have a footnote. See, see, and then So your text critical notes are different. Yeah. yeah. The C. The C is just going to refer to a Okay, so let me translate. Let's start all the way over. Now, knowing all of our exegetical notes, let's do a little bit of translation here. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, through the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one blessing us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ just as he chose us for himself in himself before the foundation of the world that we might be holy and blameless, appearing before him with love. Questions? Hopefully, like your exegetical Markers were just flying right there. Any questions? No, I just think it's more of where it Not so clear. This is after hours of that day and looking at how all of the options. But it wouldn't be as common for other reasons. That's correct. But you just because you read all the instructions. Go ahead and Google. Does anyone have to Google open? Harold Honer on a team. Harold Honer on a team. There's an extended discussion. Member of the class, when you guys ask a question, can you talk like you're talking to a huge 
audience and you have to project your voice because when you talk quietly, all we hear is and that's all we hear. And Alan, doesn't that just make for a great class? This should be a theater class and then you can project your voice. Thanks, thanks for pointing that out, Alan. So here, let's now interpret this theologically. The aim of predestination is what? For holiness. That you ultimately end up appearing before him as one who is loving. Ready? It's not rabid Calvinism, <laughs> right? The goal of election is not so that you know how to fight about Calvinism. The goal of predestination right here is that you would be holy, you would be blameless, you would appear before him as one who is loving. Okay, let's take a quick five minute break. Then we're gonna jump into Decker. I'll answer questions on break time. I still see some. Copies. Eight copies, one for me. Give me your. Um... Here, hold on one second, and then I'm going to help you. Give me your email. Uh, Kyle, S E O, GSM. Kyle, wait, wait, wait. Kyle, S E O, at GSM. Oh, there it is. Yeah, at gs.edu. Excellent. Thanks. Hey, baby, you know what's going on? You know what? I would love my granola bar. Can you grab that for me? Thank you, my love.
Can you hear me now, Alan? There it is. I, I, I put my mic on mute. That's probably why. Yep, that's probably why. I put my mic on mute for a moment. Okay, so chapter 13.
Chapter 13, uh, Verbal Semantics. Keep in mind that as a, as a professor of Greek, <clears throat> I have to gauge off of you if I'm going too fast or if I'm going too slow. Okay, so that last section, we're going pretty fast. Okay, we're moving, we're moving through some simple exegetical questions. So I'm gonna try to do the same here, of trying to move quickly through chapter 13 to then get into chapter 14. Verbal sem semantics, flip on over up to 218. Flip on up to 218, uh, section 13.2. Here, Decker is identifying the similarities, uh, some touching points from English over to Greek. In English, we have person and number, first, second, third, singular, and plural. Right, this likewise is used over, over in Greek. 13.3, uh, <clears throat> English though is a tense orient oriented language. I studied, I study, I will study. That just did all three tenses, right? Past, present, future. The perfect would be I have studied. Pluperfect would be I had studied. Future perfect. I will have studied, right? Those are all six tenses that appear in English. Greek, not so much, right? Greek, not so much. 13.4, 13.4. For English, tense is a grammatical category referring to the location of a situation in time. So this is why I don't want to call them tense forms, right? Now you're starting to understand why. I don't want to strictly call them tense forms. Be aware that commentaries still use tense. They might call them the tense, the tense form, but they, what they really mean by that is the verbal form. We are still breaking categories from the 1950s Greek grammar. We're still breaking categories from the 1920 A.T. Robertson grammar. Um, that's so massively influenced. It's, it's really good in many ways, but it's, it's dated in, in a whole lot of ways. 13.5, Greek grammar. 13.5, 13.6 there, uh, verbal agreement or grammatical agreement. Page 221. Balo, bales, bale, balamen, balete, balusi. What's the stem? Bal. What are the endings? Oase, amen, ete, usi. Oase, amen, ete, usi. So, to form a Greek verb, it's your stem plus your ending. Make it more complex. You have augment or reduplication. We have your stem. What's next? No. Yeah, see, even I get mixed up. I probably should start naming this the verbal verbal sign, but it was in every grammar, e grammars that get it, Decker gets it, 
right? Decker gets the, the distinction here. He'll still call it a tense, a tense sign for tense formative. And then what comes next? Nope, connecting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You have your augment reduplication, you have your stem, then you have your tense sign, then you have your CV, connecting vowel, followed by, yep, personal endings. That's right, personal endings. Flip on over to 13.7. 13.7, tense form. <clears throat> so that's Decker's language. Look down at 13.8, he recognizes that there's complexity with this language. The complicating factor is that the traditional Greek grammars have used the same name for the form of the Greek verb as English does for the time of the action, tense. And this grammar, the term tense form refers to the morphological form of the verb. I just want to call it verbal form, right? To try to simplify this. Aspect, 13.9, what is aspect? What is aspect? KOA, KOA, kind of action. Aspect is kind of action. Rather than asking when does something happen, the verb answers the question how something happens. So now the question is raised, how do we determine the when of an action? Other markers in the sentence. Other markers in the sentence. Greek is not tenseless, <clears throat> but Greek is like a what string quarterback? Third string, you'll see him every now and again, right? You'll see the quarterback every now and again. Greek is an aspect and tense um, uh, uh, language. Primarily aspect, every now and again, tense. Okay. There's a good discussion there on page 224. Here are the three aspects. Here are the three aspects. Im imperfective, perfective, and stative. Imperfective, perfective, and stative. Imperfective are, is, a, is a verbal form that describes an action in progress. I run up the stairs. To describe that as imperfective, you would describe it with movement. I running up the stairs. Notice that I didn't put in the word am. I running up the stairs. Perfective aspect, verbs that describe a situation as complete. Notice what I didn't say, completed, complete. Often, uh, often imperfective is far more descriptive, perfective, um, far less descriptive. 
What is the difference between these two sentences? I run up the stairs. I running up the stairs. Running is ongoing, therefore imperfective. This concept of ongoing uh, or there's movement or there's continuation or there's continual. I run up the stairs gives you no detail about how the running occurred. It merely states that the running happened. Remember, Greek verbs describe less when an action occurs, but how an action occurs. The third aspect, stative. Verbs that describe a state of affairs with no reference to any progress that involve no change. I am something. Am is a stative verb. Amy is a stative verb, irrespective of its verbal form. 13. Section 1311. 1311. This chart is Excellent. Page 225, page 225, section 13.11. You have a chart right there. Perfective aspect is going to be displayed by the aorist verbal form. So when I say parse that verb, you say aorist, I will say Tell me its function. You will then describe to me perfective aspect. It won't be until next term that we're gonna look at what, what uh, a variety of perfective aspects can actually look like, okay? Uh, imperfective aspect, you have two forms. You have your present and your imperfect verbal form your present and your imperfect verbal form. We are, are parsing verbs and you parse a present or you parse an imperfect form. And I then say, what's its function? You will then try to describe to me the imperfective aspect. Again, again, we will dive into this deeper. Term two, right? We'll dive into this much deeper in <clears throat> term two, stative. Go ahead and put a, a mark there, right next to the stative. This is debated. Stative referring to the perfect and the pluperfect. It's debated. Next term, we're gonna dive into the debate just a little bit, because I don't wanna overwhelm you. We'll dive into the debate just a little bit. Perfect and pluperfect. How many pluperfects appear in the New Testament? <laughs> Under 50. So I, I, we're not even going to get into that. Yeah, we'll be under 50. Yeah, go ahead, Sandy. So you were using the example of like, I running, I run. Mm -hmm. Doesn't the example relate to run for like understanding the stated thing? Uh, I. I had ran. 
I have run, I have, yeah, I, I've run. Keep in mind, I'm breaking English grammar right now. Keep, keep that in mind I'm, to try to prove the point. How would you do that in a stative? <clears throat> I am a runner. As a state of being rather than, a, yeah, rather than a progress. When I did it, how I did it, what I did. That's right. Just that I run. That I run. That's right. And, um, and so, so to repeat that for Alan and Mandy, a uh, question was asked, you gave us examples for perfective and imperfective with the verb run. So what would that look like for the stative? And I was struggling to come up with an example, but it's something to stress the idea that I am a runner. And everyone in here said, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay, debate here on state of aspect. Just be aware of that. We're not going to get into it right now. Okay, keep rolling. Keep rolling here. Action start, 13.12. <clears throat> Action sart is aspect plus context plus plus lexical idea. Let me say that again. Action sart is aspect plus context plus lexical idea. I die. How would you express that in the imperfective aspect? I am dying. At some point though, that lexical idea has a telic into it. Death actually occurs. So actions are, is in perfective aspect, you have, a, you have a few different options. In the context, it's gonna limit your options. The lexeme is gonna limit your options. That plus that plus that pops something out. Uh, uh, that's, that's what actions are is getting after. Voice, voice. Talk about voice. And I appreciate how active you are. Thank you. Voice. We have three voices. Active voice. The subject performs the verb. We have two type of active voices. Transitive and intransitive. Transitive and intransitive. Subject performing a verb full stop equals intransitive. Subject performing the verb upon an object is what? Transitive. 
Transitive. Is there a transfer? There is no transfer, it's intransitive. Is there a transfer, it's transitive? Go ahead, Tim. Like the way it's put together, the verb between a transitive and intransitive. Yeah. It's all dependent on the It's just a helpful kind of words, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all dependent on whether it's an object. Oblique cases is what you would refer to. Middle. Middle, <clears throat> it's subject focused. It's subject focused. The subject performs the verb where? Upon the subject. I brush the teeth. So we could, we could say, I brushed my teeth two different ways. We could say, I brushed teeth with moo, right? I brushed whose teeth? My teeth. I was brushing the teeth with reference to myself is with the middle verb. So active and middle are related in the sense that the subject is doing the performing. The subject is doing the performing. The middle has the verb being performed back upon the subject. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, got it. Um, so the middle voice is a type of the transitive no, no, no. Transitive is only inactive. Don't don't put it down here. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Passive. I'm just going to put up the three items. You have a subject. You have a verb. You will often have a prepositional phrase in Greek. The, the prepositional phrase performs the verb upon the subject. I was hit. You now want to say what? By? By the Greek quiz. I was hit. So the Greek quiz is doing the hitting. Okay, so notice how these are, how these relate. Active, the subject performs the verb upon an object, transitive. The subject performs the verb, finish, intransitive. The middle is half of that. The subject performs the verb with reference to itself. The passive is also half of the middle. The object or the prepositional phrase here performs the verb upon the subject. Okay, any questions? Okay, Randy.
so the prepositional phrase, uh, the passive, does it come up subject, verb, prepositional phrase, or is it prepositional phrase, verb, subject, does it change? So remember, Greek order, Greek word order, it's inflected, right? So it's inflected. Once you start saying a passive, you then need to look for a particular case. Yep. Once it's passive, start looking for a particular case. Probably not accusative, either a dative or a genitive as your object. Go ahead. You could also have, I was hit. I was hit. Mm -hmm. Right. So that still makes sense. It's still passive. But yeah, that's right. It's kind of like, what were you hit by? That's right. It begs the question. That's right. Sorry, the passive only suggests the idea that the subject of the sentence is not the one performing the verb. Yes. The verb is being performed on the subject. That's exactly right. In the passive voice, the subject is being performed upon. The subject is not performing the action. Okay. Uh, flip over to page 231. Two thirty one. Two thirty one. Uh, let's read one verse at a time. <clears throat> Starting up at the top, we're going to read the Septuagint. Who wants to read verse one and translate it? Anybody? No work with it. Try it one more time. Epoyesen. Epoyesen. Do a very wooden literal translation. In the beginning, or in, in, is it in that first or in the beginning? Yeah. yeah, so with a preposition, you can sometimes insert the. Probably okay. in the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, my guess, since I know this first, is. Oh, do we, we, should, do we not know Poyeo? We should know Poyeo. Oh, it just has the, it has the uh, at the very beginning, it has, it has the, the augment. augment. Yep. Okay. And it has the sigma. So it's the, it's the, uh, or active, or active present. Give me the verbal form first. Present, present. imperfect, uh, aorist, pluperfect future. Uh, it's not the aorist. It's the aorist. It is the aorist? Yeah, because it has the augment. What's the first verb form of the aorist? Active. 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 Oh, okay. Present active. Active. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Present active of Lua. Got it. Got yeah. it. I mixed those two up. So this is an aorist active indicative. What person and number? One would be singular for number. Third person. Third person. 
Okay, since it's an aorist, what type of aspect? Um, it would be the perfect. No. The imperfect. No. The imperfect. I need you to get the language oh, right. That's why it's perfective. Perfective. That's right. Let me be really particular here. That's why. Perfect, me, perfect is. The, perfect is an actual form. form. Yeah, that's right. Okay, go ahead and keep translating. So in the beginning, created. What's the subject? God created. What did he create? The heaven. The heaven and. The heaven and the earth. The earth, yeah. Someone do verse two. Uh, good work, Randy. Someone do verse two. K de de e auratas kai akatas ke uasatas akatas uasatas kai akatas artskatas epano epano case abusu 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 kai Numa feu epheretto epheretto epano to kudatos. Good, right there. Good. Uh, go ahead and translate. Hey, day, day. So, what is day? Uh, uh, no, what is day? But it was positive. It appears second, though you translate it first. But uh, the earth or the land, uh -huh. um, I get was there. Was. Uh, our atas. Non visible. Our atas. Yep, non visible. Auratas okay. is that which is seen. Uh, the alpha primitive is not seen. Not seen. And do you see the superscript A? Uh, yes. Okay, that tells you to look down. He's giving you the vocab. Two formations, unformed, incomplete, and incomplete. Yep. Uh, and Akatas. Skatas. Maybe not Skatas yet. Darkness. Not a darkness. Apana, do we know Apana? Help me out if we don't. Uh, I upon. This is a preposition. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, upon what? Uh, abusu. Abusu. The abyss. Uh, oh. oh. Uh -huh. Yeah. And darkness was upon the abyss. Yep. And the spirit of God. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, was the spirit of God was moving. Yep. Upon the What? Yeah. Excellent job. Excellent job. Verse three. Someone go.
Do you, want, do you want to keep going or do you want to translate? You stop right in the middle of verse four. I thought you wanted to keep going. Scottus, period, and now you see the five. So you did verses three and four. So go back up to verse three and go ahead and start translating. And God said that there be night. Right. And the light came to be. Good. And the light came to be, because that is a, um, uh, a, a, a passive. That's a middle, sorry. It's a middle. Keep going. God said, God saw mm -hmm. the light. God saw the light. Oh, this is interesting. God saw that the light was good. Yeah, it was good. That's a predicate. Uh, a predicate adjective relationship right there. Keep rolling. And and uh, divided. Yep. Between between the light uh -huh. and between darkness. Yeah, and between the darkness. That's right. And uh, oh yeah, that's it. Excellent job. Excellent job right there. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Okay, uh, flip on over page uh, 232. 232, chapter 14. I'm sure you can guess that I'm not going to quiz you on chapter 13. I know. Okay, the present active indicative form. Let's just go ahead and put a couple things together. When we have a verbal form, let's put it together. We will either have an augment or what? Or a reduplication. What comes next? Yep, then it's the stem. Then what? Yeah, yeah, the tense sign or the tense formative. Yep. Then what? Connecting vowel. Then what? Then the personal endings. Either A, B, C, or D. A, B, C, or D. Yep. Okay, when we do the present active indicative, when we do the present active indicative, is there a reduplication? Is there an augment? No. Is there a stem? Yes. So we have the stem. Is there a tense sign? No. No tense sign. Is there a connecting vowel? Yes. What are they? Plus. 
A, personal endings, okay? A, personal endings. For the present, rather than active, we're gonna call it a middle passive indicative. Middle passive indicative, the MP tells me the middle and the passive have the same form. Context will tell you whether it's middle or whether it's passive. Does it have an augment or redupe? No. Does it have a stem? Yes. Does it have a tense formative? No. Does it have a connecting vowel? Yes. What are they? It's the same. Omicron epsilon plus C. Personal endings. So we're about to learn new endings. We're about to learn new endings. Can we still see all that's down here? Yes, we can, good. A, B, C, and D. A, B, C, and D. I'm gonna go ahead and let us do the personal endings that are already formed. Right before I went up, uh, uh, Marino goes to the church that I go to right before I went up preaching, was it this week or last week? He walks by me and I just say, O, Ace, A. Come on, Marino. Of course he did. <laughs> Amen. Ette. Lucy with the movable new. What is the B active endings? The B active endings. Look it up. What is it?
We're a little thrown off. Um, if you go to 239, do you have a misunderstanding of what is in? Yep, absolutely. Section B, Yep, absolutely. This right here is a potential movable new. Potential movable new right there. I let us the aorist that we know right now. Right. I, I, yeah, I had you add, I had you add the extendings because that's how we've been memorizing them. So it is going to be technically, what is it? On, so it's S, on S, uh, 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 N, 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 and then it's a, Amen. But we added the S and stuff too. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I let you add the saw. Right. And question with that, the, the A on the saw, or uh, the alpha, it's elongated. Right? Okay. And so it changes that angle. That's right. So what is going to happen is that when we do the perfect, Rather than a sigma, it's going to be a comma. Con cos can, common cante con. Uh, so it doesn't change the form, it just, it's just the. There's a different, different tense format. So, so for now, it's helpful to have the sigma alpha because it, visually you just boom, that's there's right. the errors. That's why, that's right. And that's why I had you memorize this. So, okay. Yep. Okay, when we memorize. Flip over to 234, 234, uh, We then have a metha s they yes they and then a unt tie here just for the sake of, I see what the book's doing sty n tie my side tie methe stay n tie. Okay, type done when you have this kind of documented. It's already in your book. Can I erase the board? Alan and Mandy, can I erase the board? Okay. Okay, thank you, Mandy. Okay, can I erase? Can I erase? Okay, let's go to put some of these together. Do we want to put together the present active indicative? Do we want to put together the aorist active indicative? Or do we want to put together the present middle passive indicative? Which one do we want to do? We are going to do all of them. There it is. 
So let's put this one together. Let's put together present active indicative. Let's go ahead and do a Luo. What's our stem? Lu as our stem. So let's go ahead and put this whole paradigm together. So we have, uh, I'll divide it like this so we can do three different ones over here. So we have Lu O, we have Lu what? Luis, we have Lue. Marino, finish it. Lou Amen. Lou Ette. Lou Lucen. Good. Lucen. Okay, which is the next one we're doing? Okay, aorist active indicative. What personal endings does it take? It takes B, personal ending. Okay, so we have, uh, it takes an augment. So we have A, Lu, what? A, Lu, Sa, A, Lu, Sas. A, Lu, say, say or send, fine. A, Lu, sa, men. A, Lu, sa, finish it out. Good. Okay, present, middle, passive indicative does it take the a b c or d it takes the c it takes c i want to teach you the intervocalic sigma the intervocalic sigma so we have Lu, what's our first one? Lu, Lu Oma, yeah, Lu Oma. Okay, what should the next one be? Lu Asai is what it should be. Lu Asai, is that R A? Lu Asai. Yeah, Lu Si, an intervocalic sigma. Intervocalic sigma. When a sigma is sandwiched between vowels, what do you think is going to happen to it? Drops out, and now the verbs crash together, and what do they do? Lengthen. So this one, the sigma drops out. So we now have lu a lu i. Yeah, now what do we have? Lu is not going to change. Lu, the a, uh, epsilon alpha plus the sigma dropping out forces it to a long e. Lu a 
and the iota ending turns into a subscript. Intervocalic sigma. With sigma, sigma's yes. So we have lu a. Okay. What's the next one? Lu, lu a tie. Lu a tie, lu et tie, lu et tie. Lu. Lua metha. Lu s fe. Next. Lu aunt. Any questions there? Any questions here? Any questions here? What's the shortcut? I just tell you the shortcut. <laughs> I love that. Good, Eric. Um, you called it present middle passive indicator? Yeah. But that's what we call it present middle. Yeah. Same thing. It's because he, we haven't learned passive. We haven't learned passive yet, so um, he's going to call this middle just right now. But is, it is going to be the middle passive. Huh? So, uh, what is the epsilon with the psi for the second singular, second singular? And he just makes it the eta with the iota subscript. Is that always going to happen when we're doing this particular form? If, we, if the connecting bell is an eta and it's a second singular, yes. But as soon as we switch the connecting bell, the rules change. So if it's, I don't know what else you can That's yeah. right. However, this is the present model. The present model takes an epsilon as its, as its connecting bell. Could you repeat that? I have no idea. Yep, that's totally fine. So, uh, uh, Sandy asked, the book essentially says you have the epsilon psi, epsilon connecting vowel plus the psi. He says, does it always change into the, to the eta with the subscript, eta subscript? So I said, as long as you have a connecting epsilon plus the psi, the answer is yes. It will always be the eta with an iota subscript. Yep. Oh, yeah, you got it. All right, let's flip on over to page 237. 237. Uh, section 14.8. Someone read Matthew 2.13. Alan, go and do Matthew 2.13 for us. Edu, angelos, curiu, fainetai, kat, anar, to, iose. Excellent job, Yosei. 
Uh, go ahead and translate this for us. Try to put your hand over the translation there, but go ahead and translate it. Um, Angel, do, we, do we know it do yet? Uh, behold. 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 Be on the loss. Well, Angel um, Kiryu of his uh, genitive. Um, yep. So, Angel of the Lord. Yep, Angel of the Lord. And then Phanatai, Phanatai, parse that for us. Phanatai. Um, Verbal form, voice mood. This is the part I'm really weak at here. Oh. Yep, that's all right. Verbal form, voice mood. So, uh, I think. Is that, is that one of the, I guess that's one of the words. Well, okay, there it is. Okay, third, third person singular. Um, what time? Uh, so present middle. There it is. Good. Indicative. Third person singular. Excellent job. Excellent job. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Um, but I don't know that word. Find a time. Find yep. appears. Appears. Oh. Uh, cut. Monarto. Uh, uh, Joseph. In a dream. The angel of the Lord appeared. A probably sharper rendition is behold the angel of, of the Lord revealed himself because it's middle. Hmm. Go ahead and do the two, uh, go ahead and do the two prepositions or the two prepositional phrase. Kata or kat uh, anar is what? Kat anar is what? Um, dream, in a dream? In a dream. To Yosef. The, the state of, at, uh, what do you call, particle, so of Joseph, the, to. To Joseph? Yeah, to Joseph. Uh, Alan, excellent job. Excellent job right there. Good work. Good work. Um, let's go ahead and do one more. Let's do Mark 3.13. Someone give that a go.
Nope. Try it again. Try it again. Oras. Good. Good. On a binary, do we know this yet? To go up, to ascend. I ne uh, uh, by nay, the epsilon iota tells us it's in what uh, uh, verbal form, K, uh, sorry, verbal form, mood, voice. Yeah, present active indicative. For third person singular. He ascended or he ascends what? Do we know Oras yet? Oh, this is totally my fault. Then I thought we knew these. The mountain. Yeah, he ascended uh, uh, up or towards the mountain. Probably the mountain peak, so it still has that way up. And go to parse proskalete, coming from proskaleo. Proskaleo. Not third plural, third singular. Present middle passive indicative, third person singular. And he summoned unto himself, whose, whose, whom, whom. Right, it's a, it's a relative pronoun. Those whom Ethelon comes from Thelo. I wish I desire. Go to Parsis for me. Ethelon. Yes, there's no sa though, but it is an aorist. Good. Whom he desired. What is autos here? Not them. He, give me the case. Nominative, it's with the special focus to the subject once more. He ascended up to the mountain and he summoned unto himself those whom he himself desired. So this is a, you can hear the overt emphasis. Okay, uh, flip on over to page 239, section 1411. Section 1411, Some, put your hand over it, someone give me A. Good. Someone give me B. Salmon. Sete. Son. Yep, good. 
the actual endings on S A amen ette on. So for the time being, I'll still allow you to do the aorist forms. Okay. Go ahead and give me C. Excellent job. <laughs> totally took me off guard. It's <laughs> I'll do anything to memorize these. <laughs> do it again. My side tie. My side tie. Say and tie. That was just, it took me off guard. I wasn't ready for it. It's a triple oh, rhyme. Right? I'm yeah. going to use it. Yeah, good. Uh, page 244. Let's go over vocab. 244. Put your hand over it. Put your hand over it. What is going to be the bane of your life? Vocab. Get your vocab down. Get your vocab down. Memorize that vocab. Memorize that vocab. Cago. And I. Kaleo. I call. Didasco. I teach Pipto. I fall Pimpo. I send Pimpsami. Uh, Hupago. I go away. I depart. Anoigo. Yep. Open. Baptizo. I sp yeah, just kidding. You caught my joke. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no. I dip. I immerse. I go. Apaluo. I release. I release. Doxatso. I glorify. Thera. Thera puo. I Oscar. I suffer. Good. In duo. I dress. I clothe. Omnuo. I swear. I swear or take an oath. Any questions? Chapter 14. This looks like a small one. But, uh, yeah. Um, I think it was the Mark, the Mark 3 times that we read. Yep. So, so back over to page 237. Why is that there? I'm not extra unit. Mark, mark what? Mark 313. Excellent question. I am so glad you noticed you, you that. Go ahead and ask it again. Uh, there's the extra iota in the ending. So the anti. I tie. Why? Why? What's the stem? Proscalia. What's the stem? Pros it comes from proscaleo. The stem is proscale. Now you add another epsilon on it. So it's it's a there are it's eta eta tie. The eta iota shortens the pronunciation, but it makes it a longer, turns it into a diagram. So rather than proskeletai, proskeletai. 
That's a fabulous question right there. Excellent job. Okay. How would we know, are there cases where that would turn into an eta instead of a iota? I mean, the, the epsilon iota? Yes, it'll turn into an eta when it's subjunctive. It's a different mood. Alan, Alan I'm here to, uh, to just keep throwing curveballs at you. You guys are doing great. You really are. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's Eris though. So it's D. We've yet to do D yet. Yep. Okay, five minute break. Five minute break. Five minute break. It's the noun form. Did uh, 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 the That'd be the noun form. So it's a feminine. Etai, and then Amitha. That's why Jesus says, 
Alan, it should be on your way. Alan, go ahead and give me the thumbs up when you see it. And it goes through, just making sure it goes through on my end. Looks like it went through. Mandy, likewise. Mandy, I got your, perfect. Mandy, I got your email. It was so good to, to run into you on uh, Tuesday as well. Hey. Thank you, my love.
the first one where I look, we look at the quadrant, I give you one too many. Yeah. So go ahead and panic that there should be seven six. six. Let him do a freebie. Do a freebie. Which one do you want the answers of? Give me an answer. Maybe a translation, maybe a quadrant, maybe three, three. What is three, three? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oi, Uranoi. What is that? The heavens. 
Nominative masculine plural. Daeguntai. Present middle passive. Indicative third singular. Sorry, third plural. The heavens set out in detail, doxon, the glory of God. Accusative, uh, feminine, uh, singular, the <coughs> masculine, not, uh, uh, sorry, genitive, masculine, singular. Poyasin, that's an accusative. The works. Chiron, do we know Chiron? Hands. The works of his hands. But that's the accusative. Anangeloi, pronounce or proclaim. Present active indicative, third singular. The firmament proclaims the work of his hands. Is that a good freebie? Good. Uh, look down at number three. Yep. Heavens, the heavens set out in detail or describe. Firmament, it's a Hebrew expression. Firmament, go ahead and use firmament. It's a Hebrew cosmology expression. <clears throat> Okay, so when you're done, go ahead and put your make sure your name is at the top. You're when you're done, you're free to go. Yep, thank you. I will now. So on the parsings and translations, I only say translate only the subject and the verb. No, I want you to translate the entire sentence. That's a typo on my end.
Okay, class should be coming to an end. Uh, go ahead and start wrapping up. Put, make sure your name's at the top. Double check everything. Uh, go ahead and put it up on the corner up here of the desk here at the front and have a good night. Okay, Mandy, Allen, have a great night. I'll look forward to seeing your email.